0: mindset on what the word says so let's say hi to our on crowd online crowd god bless you guys great to have you with us if you see this uh the shirt you're seeing a few people have them we've had them for a long time uh they're live life on purpose shirts they are free if you're a guest today or you know you haven't got one and you've been here and maybe we didn't have your size hopefully we have your size but anyway um they're free we just want to bless you we want you to know that there is a life for you and you can live it on purpose whether uh covid is here or not god's still here and he is greater than that so we want a mindset of faith come on we want to have a mindset that says you know what you know just like the guy said lord help my unbelief you know i want to believe you know sometimes we have well you know what i mean i want it but i i i'm fighting this i'm fighting this i maybe you were trained in in another way in other words, you're brought up with this mindset of a theology that is not scriptural. And so sometimes when you don't have that, that's wonderful about children. You know why children have such great faith? Because it hasn't been geared to the way man thinks yet. It is just, they kids just believe because they do. They don't have to have all these reasons. And so sometimes if we've grown up in a culture or a family or whatever where it has just not been taught biblically. I mean, it's not that it is intentionally wrong. It's just like man does what man does. We don't have an answer, so we make up a, well, this is what it is. Not all demons come out. Demons do come out. They have no choice at the name of Jesus. If you have the authority, they come out. It's when you don't think you have the authority, they're going to mess with you. Then we have to take the theology we've been taught all these years God puts sickness on us, or God doesn't, He does it for others, but He doesn't do it for me. He just picks and chooses because He's God. We have all of these thoughts in our mind. It's hard to erase it and start from scratch because we've grown up thinking that. And sometimes things made sense, and other times, like, well, that doesn't, it's not consistent. So, how does that work? Do you have a mindset of faith, a faith mindset? I believe as believers, we need to have a strong belief for everything that God says. If God said it, if it's in His Word, then let's believe it. Let's just take it for what He says. Let's not put our twist on it. Let's not put what, you know, let's just say, God, if you said it, show me how that works. We need to have that mindset. A faith mindset is positive. Do you have a faith mindset? We have an enemy that doesn't want you to have that. He doesn't want you to have what has already been paid for in blood. Jesus did it on the cross. He paid to restore you. Brett, you don't know I've been through hell. I I get it. I might not know all of that, but I know the Jesus that can break you out. I know the Jesus that can set you free. He's already paid the price. The devil knows that we have everything at our disposal if we would believe it. And I'm telling you right now, I've said it the last few weeks, I'm preaching to me, and I'm glad you showed up. So, we need to have faith. And that's so, it's so, so cliche. Where's your faith? You just need faith. You don't have faith. Or this, or if it doesn't happen, well, I guess my faith doesn't. doesn't mean you didn't have faith. Maybe we're just focused on something else. But the enemy's plan is to drain, weaken, wear down, put in thoughts that are not God thoughts. And he does it. Now listen to what I'm saying. He does it through continual pressure. Anybody feel like you're under pressure? Bum, 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 bum. I mean, he just keeps putting the pressure on, this, this, and this. Or they just keep screaming for the money. I need the money. You have to pay this now. We're going to send you to collections. We all know, or maybe maybe you don't. I don't know. Disappointments. People let you down. Discouragement. Something happens that just discourages you. It didn't happen the way you thought it would, or it seemed like it was all going this way, and then the carpet seems to be pulled out from under you. It is the enemy's want to back you down have you give up, to get you discouraged, live in a constant state of retreat. He wants you to lose. He wants you to have an unbelief mindset, just to be, like it's just, God, I just can't take it anymore. It just isn't working. But if you're fed up with the enemy getting in your business, And you're ready to claim what is rightfully yours. Somebody say amen. I'm going to say it one more time. If you're fed up with the enemy getting in your business and you want to claim what is rightfully yours, somebody say amen. Amen. God has got something for you, but we have to just say, God, I'm in. Here's our first thought this morning. I'm going to give you five characteristics of a faith mindset or a mindset of faith however you want to say it number 1 a faith mindset is aggressive matthew 11:12 and from the time john the baptist began preaching until now the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and the violent people are attacking it the niv says it this way the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and the forceful men lay hold of it faith is more than just believing it's more than just words The very nature of faith is aggressive. It is already believed. In other words, it's already done. Come on, it's already done. It's already done. If God said it, that settles it. Whether you believe it or not, it's not going to change what God has already said. Faith is persistent. It is determined. It's tenacious. It's confident. And it's commanding. It's always moving forward, continually reaching for its goal. It's not passive. It doesn't retreat. It's not moving backward. Faith seizes what's believed, and it cannot be shaken off. When I was a little kid, I down the street from us, right, our house was right here. Let's just say, if you're looking at my house, my house was right here. The Sissons lived right here. The Williams lived right here. Susie Tucker lived right here. Susie Tucker. This is the girl, if you're watching Susie, God love you. This is the girl that I got to eat a lightning bug. And she went home screaming while her mouth blinked at the night. I thought it was awesome. Just one of the many things that happened in my childhood. But at Susie Tucker's house, they had a big German shepherd. I don't know what his name is, but for today, we'll call him Killer he was a mean dog he was totally mean and the kids in the neighborhood some of them treated him very bad susie was one of those kids and it was her dog but they would they would tease that dog and that dog was on the end of a chain that dog would chase have you seen a german shepherd when it's mad it's not like a little ankle biter dog no no this dog is like i will eat you and automatically you'd almost hear the music of jaws playing I never teased the dog. I'm a dog guy. I love dogs and horses. I never teased this dog. But they would go, and they'd get right to the end of where his chain was, and they would run in, and then he'd run back. That dog would run, hit the end of that chain, and go, and hit the ground, and they'd all laugh. They'd do it over and over again. I was coming back. I was walking on my side of the street, just hit Susie Tucker's house at the front walk. That dog saw me, came out of his doghouse, house ran to the end of his chain, and the chain snapped. Susie Tucker's house, Mrs. Williams' house, Sisson's house, my house. I never knew I could run so fast. But I took off. That dog came after me like vengeance. And by the time I got to my house, I could... You could hear it. I could hear it getting closer. I could hear the gallop of its feet. And I could hear him. And I was, I got right to my porch, and that dog jumped on my back. And I thought, oh no, this is it. I had a little beagle, and she was about this big and this little tall. All I heard was Roar! and then I heard Oar! she was hanging from killer's throat just like a rag doll. That dog was doing this, and my dog was just, I, I, I'm just saying, I was like, oh my gosh. And then my mom came out with the broom. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Angel showed up in the form of I mean but this broom wasn't being ridden it was just being beaten she was beating that dog and the dog you know left dropped my dog dropped and that dog you know they came down got the dog okay end of story so what i'm saying is what what where's your you know where's your faith at what are you what are you doing is it is it moving Sometimes you feel like you're just like me. I didn't do anything and I'm caught in the middle of this whatever's going on. So if we think about God, are, are we pursuing you? Are we maintaining? Are we after you? Are we after the things of God? One of the things I love about my wife, she is pursuing. Nobody had to tell me to pursue her. If I would have maintained, eh. I would not be standing here today and she would not be sitting there. It was, it was, it was pretty well automatic. I was like, that's going to be my woman right there. So I was in pursuit. Are you settled in your faith with just status quo? It's okay. It's all right. Are you going to the next level? Or are you throwing in the towel? Are you saying, you know what, that's it. I, just, I surrender. Are you going to possess what's promised you? God has given us everything by his grace, but we have to take it forcibly by our faith. The enemy is out to stop you. The enemy is out to to change your mindset. I mean, I didn't know the dog was going to chase me, and I sure wasn't wanting the dog to catch me. I remember getting to the porch, and I remember falling, and I I thought to myself, I'm going to kind of just cover up, and I remember putting my hands like that, and then that's when I heard i would tell you the name of my little dog and you'll laugh, but the little dog's name was Sorghum. I'm a kid, okay? I don't know why I named it Sorghum. It's uh, kind of like a molasses because she was kind of like that color. So anyway, but what I'm saying is the enemy is after you. Are you willing to fight for what you believe in? It won't just fall into your laps. I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you, Play church is over. It's not just going to fall into your laps. Just doing nothing. Just the same faith that you got salvation with, that you received your salvation. You must also have faith to take every other blessing. You have to confess, believe, and do not doubt. But that's available to you as children of God. But you have to be willing to fight for it, you have to be willing to not give it up to the enemy. Why is faith a fight? Look at 1 Timothy 6.12. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. The Greek translation described this as fierce combat with an adversary. You know, if your parents handed you lunch money and they said, okay, And you were privileged to go buy your lunch at school. How many remember buying lunch at school? How many remember the nickel milks, the little cartons? Sometimes they were two or three cents, depending. How many remember, how many packed their lunch all the time? Yeah, see, I I got to pack it because we weren't buying. And that's when I got to tell you all those wonderful stories about stuff she'd pack me. Should not be. But anyway, that's another message. But let's just say you were given lunch money, and on the way to school every day, Billy steps out from behind the bush. Give me your lunch money, or you're going to get a knuckle sandwich. You don't want a knuckle sandwich, so you hand over your lunch money. And that happens for a long time. So how are you going to... The only way you're going to stop that is you're going to have to fight to keep your lunch money. To see if he's really gonna do, you know, how many times does the enemy, sometimes the enemy's just bluffing because you're afraid? My wife said it, fear is running rampant. So, you know, he wants you to be afraid, but you're gonna have to fight to keep what's yours. The same is true with the blessings of God. God has given you blessings, the enemy wants to take those away, or at least get you so you don't have the mindset to receive them. You have to fight to keep that mindset. You have to have a grip on the things that are important. Weak faith isn't going to produce. If you let go, it's gone. Then you have to get it back. But if you don't let go, it's still operating. You see, the enemy wants you to loosen your grip because he wants it to stop. I remember just walking in faith and just... Cleansing out an auditorium, and we were just doing that. And I was praying in the spirit. And Now, this is a true story. And a lady that was a practicing witch came in and kept saying, I didn't tell her to come in. I didn't say, hey, guess what? We're sweeping the sanctuary. Why don't you come in and make yourself at home? She didn't say anything. She just came in, and she kept screaming at me, stop, stop. There was no way I was going to stop. I just looked at her, you know, nope, and I just kept doing what I was doing. She ended up leaving the building. I never saw her again in that building, ever. That was the last time we saw her there. Weak faith isn't going to produce. Hebrews 10, 38 through 39, my righteous ones will live by faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. The King James says, if any man draws back, my soul shall not have no pleasure in him. So does it mean that God doesn't like you if you draw back? That's not what he's saying. It means his pleasure is for you to have what he promised you. And when you draw back, you're not getting what he's given you. It's like my pleasure would be if I gave my son lunch money and some bully's taken away. My pleasure would would be like, keep your money. That's for you. It's not for him. I've given you that for you. That's why you need an aggressive mindset. You need a faith mindset that says, I'm going after what God told me to. I'm not going to be passive. I'm going to get what God told me to do. There's things happening in my my life and Pastor Kim's life that we're just like, we have to hold on by faith. Some of you, I think you think, well, it's just all buttercups and roses. You ought to try it sometime. It isn't buttercups and roses. Man, I'm just telling you, there's a lot of enemy fire going around. But it's okay because I have a God that can take all of that. Don't let the enemy catch you being passive. Have you ever went up to someone who just wanted, they wanted to get rid of the devil, but they're just doing it on a passive level? And you tell them to take authority. And their authority is like, Now, devil, you need to get out of here. I don't like you. You're not going to get any dessert. You cannot be passive with the enemy. You need to stop them and say, hey, look. Let me give you another example. My wife, very organized, very clean. Really. Go, I mean, she's got stuff labeled, organization. It's very good. But if she cleaned her house... Which she does. And if a big, well, let me just say this. Where's my, Jeff is back there. Jeff's got a huge dog named Nana. It is a horse. <laughs> my grandson could put a saddle on that and ride it. And I mean, she's a beautiful dog. What kind of dog is she? Newfoundland. So big dog, head about like this. She's real nice. I mean, and she got long hair. If she just scrubbed her house or my sister scrubbed her house and Nana said, hu-huh, 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 and just came in, she's covered in mud and comes in the house and wants to shake. There's going to be ladies that are like, Nana, you can't shake in here. Go get out. I don't see any women like that. I can tell you my sister and my wife would be like, hey! Get that dog out of this house, and out comes the broom. <laughs> You're going to get rid of, not the dog, but you don't need the mess. How many know what I'm talking about? You need to treat the devil like you would something else that you don't need and you don't want. Don't be passive about it. America has, a, has something a whole lot more dangerous going on than a, a Newfoundland that's muddy in the house. Don't give the enemy an inch because if you do, you know he'll take a mile. Get aggressive and kick the enemy out of your territory. Tell him you can't have this, you can't have that. You can have no place in this in this house, in my life, in my children's life, in my finances, in my church, in my city, in my town. We need to start getting aggressive so that we can tell the devil this is where you cannot be. I can't be passive or lazy about anything where the curse is concerned. This is God's territory. I can't be passive about the word. I can't afford to be passive about attacks on our lives. I mean, I've been attacked in these last few days just with trying to put this on me, trying to put that on me. I won't have it. I want to be large and in charge. It's time to take up arms and fight the good fight of faith and do it aggressively. Number two, a faith mindset gets a hold of the word and it won't let go. You get a hold of the word of God and don't let go. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. God can be trusted to keep his promise. God can be trusted to keep his promise. I mean, if God said it, he's coming. If God said it, it's as good as done. If God said it, that's it. He can be trusted to keep his promise. This is how we should be as a believer. we got to grab hold of the word, who we are, what we have, what we can do, what God has given us the authority to do. And the devil's going to try to take it from you. He doesn't want you to know that you have authority in Christ. He doesn't want you to know that you can do all things through Christ. He doesn't want you to know that in him we live, we move, we have our being. Don't give up and don't quit. Have a mindset of faith where the word of God is concerned. The Bible is full of examples of people with that mindset. Luke 18, Jesus tells a story that shows this type of faith with this widow. She wouldn't give up. She needed justice from a judge. She pursued it nonstop. She didn't quit until she got what she wanted. She refused to give up and the tenacity, stubbornness, persistent, would-not-quit attitude. That's what we need in our faith. Don't let go of your dream. Don't let go of your passion. Don't let go of your faith. Don't let go of your hope for restored family relationships. Don't let go of what the enemy is a liar. He is a liar. You'll never have these relationships again. Don't let go. Say, I will have these according to God. Don't let go of your dream home, your dream job, healing, freedom from debt, healing physically, mentally, physically, socially, financially. Don't let go. Brett, how do we do that? We keep keep talking it, the word. We keep speaking it. We keep believing it. We keep it in front of us. We keep it before our eyes. We write the vision, make it plain, make it clear. This is what God said. This is what I'll have. Help your ability. Say, God, develop my ability to see the things of God. See things that are not as they are, but as I'm calling them to be. Come on. The way they seem may seem this way, but God has a bigger picture. You might want to write this one down. Don't let situations put constant pressure on you. You keep pressure on the situation. I wrote that and I was like, that is so good, God. God. Don't let the situation put the pressure on you because that's when we feel like, I just can't take it. It's like we're under the rock and we, God, get this off me. Turn the tables on the enemy. You put the pressure on the situation according to what the word says, according to what God said. It is written. It is written. It is written. Help me, somebody. God has the answer. It takes aggressive action to get aggressive results. But in due time, In due time, you will reap. You'll see it come in. You'll see it be a reality. It will manifest. Get your mind on the word. Get your thoughts on the word of God. And don't let go until it's yours. Number three, a faith mindset never takes no for an answer. 1 John 5, 4, every child of God defeats the evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. The New King James says it this way. I like the New King James because it's King James without the these and the thous. So it's kinda of, kind of nice, I like it. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Read that, let that sink in. The world has gone through a pandemic. The world has gone through COVID-19, and this variant, and this, but according to that scripture, it is written that God is bigger than that. The doctor says, Brett, you don't know, The doctor says this, you won't get better. No, you won't walk again. No, you can't have a baby. No, you can't do this. But your employer might say, you can't have a raise. We have to downsize. You can't have the promotion. We have to let you go. The world says, no, you can't enjoy that kind of prosperity. You can't have what the Bible says. It's just not reality. But if you want to enjoy God's kingdom, then you have to live by God's rules. If you want what the world has, then you're going to have to live by the world's rules, but that will fade. I know what the doctor says. I know what the world says. I know what what it's like out there. I mean, I don't know everything. Certainly, I don't know that. But this is what I have to say to you, because we need a faith mindset. We need a mindset that says, God, show me what you want me to say. And I'm not so good at it. I'm getting better. No matter what the doctor says, no matter what reports you got, what do you say? And you say, well, Brett, listen to what I'm saying. What do you say? Because if you say what God says, that's what you say. Why is that important for the way I put it? Because you have the authority of you by your life, by your own authority given to God. I can do all things through Christ. What is God telling you? God is saying, you know what? You have to speak it. You have to say what He says. It doesn't happen if you don't say it. You, well, I'm thinking it real hard. Here's a cookie. God knows what you're thinking, but the devil doesn't know what you're thinking. The devil is not omnipresent. He's not omniscient. He's not all-knowing. But God is omnipresent. God is omniscient. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. And God says, you speak what I say. I give you the authority to tread upon scorpions and demons. Nothing can harm you. Sickness, they lay hands on the sick, and they recover. That is how it works. Brett, you're upset. I'm not upset. I'm just real passionate right now. Are you saying what God says? Every opportunity before you is an opportunity for either faith or failure. The choice is yours. In the book of Mark, blind Bartimaeus chose faith and stayed with it until he got his healing. Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby. He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. The world was telling him to be quiet. It's the world telling us believers, be quiet. I'm going to shout it even louder. But Bartimaeus wouldn't stop. He wouldn't take no for an answer. And here's the result. He got Jesus' attention. Are you getting his attention? Jesus said this, what do you want me to do for you? You need to understand because automatically I think it's pretty easy. He's blind, but do you realize he could have said anything? He could have had a survival mindset and said, I'm pretty hungry. I haven't eaten for a couple days. Could you get me some food? I just need a new coat. This one's all wore out. He didn't say that he could have said that, but he said he went right for this. He said, I want to see. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. What are you saying? Are you saying what God is saying? Sometimes I catch myself not saying what God is saying and then wonder why I didn't get the harvest. Because I didn't plant the right seed. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. You see, Bartimaeus was fed up with being blind. He got the right mindset with his faith, and he wouldn't take no for an answer, and he was persistent. Both the widow and Bartimaeus applied. Listen to me. They both applied nonstop, consistent, continual, steady, relentless pressure on their covenant and on the devil. Give him pressure. Quit letting the devil give you pressure. Turn it back on him. They did not let go, and they got what they were after. If they did it, you can do it. Don't let what others say or the passing of time. Isn't that what happens? It didn't happen when we wanted. The delay of it coming, whatever. Don't let that affect your faith, because a faith mindset never quits. God's word is mine now. This is what faith says. Devil, you you can't take it from me. When this is over... I will win. Number four, a faith mindset is fully persuaded. I love that term, fully persuaded. Romans 4.21, he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. New King James says, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able, he was also able to perform. Now this is Abraham, he's over 100 years old, and he had to be fully persuaded to believe he'd be the father of many nations. He was fully persuaded. So what does that mean? It's easy to say, and we act like we kind of know it. But it doesn't mean hoping something's true, wishing to believe it's true, or liking the idea about it. I, I like that. It doesn't even mean thinking it could possibly happen. Fully persuaded is being all in. It means that you're completely convinced, without a doubt, that what God has said will absolutely come to pass. It means nobody can tell you, I've seen too much. If God said it, that's done. It's done. You can say whatever you want, but if it's not what God said, then you might as well just be quiet. Because it's done. How did Abraham do that? He focused. Everybody say he focused. He focused on God's word and refused to pay attention to natural circumstances. This is important. Things around you can look like this is never going to happen, this is this. And again, thanks for coming to my own meeting here. But you've got to have a faith mindset. You've got to stay focused and refuse to pay attention to the five sense realm. I get it. There's reality there. I'm not trying to be you know weird and stupid. But if God has put it and he has set it up, I don't have to have the five senses to know that it can still happen because God said it. All your senses could say, you can't walk on water. I'm sure Peter fought that, but yet he did. All your senses could say, you can't throw that stick in the water and turn it sweet. But it did. You can't throw a metal axe head in water and it'll float. But it did. You can't raise a staff over a water and it would split. But it did. You can't raise a guy that's been dead four days. But he did. You can't spit in mud, shove it on somebody's eye and make them see. But it happened. You can't curse a fig tree and watch it die, but it did. We could go on and on. Well, it doesn't make any sense in the natural. I'm not trying to be in the natural because God has got me connected in the spiritual. He wouldn't allow himself to waver or hesitate or doubt. doesn't matter what he felt, what he saw, what others said. What mattered is what he believed. He didn't go back and forth and flip back and forth from faith to fear. And we're all guilty of that. That's why Abraham's in the hall of faith. I want to learn some of that because I'm not, I can't say I've always done that. But listen, whatever you focus on, you head towards. I was just driving yesterday, just last night, and I am looking the road across something to my right. And my wife is ready to grab the steering wheel to pull me because I'm, I'm over almost halfway into the left lane. Thank goodness there were no car, well, they were coming, but they were a ways away. And I saw it and I just went back over there. But I'm glad she didn't jerk, you know. But what I'm doing is I, I'm focused on there, so I lost the direction of where I'm going. But what what you focus on, that's where you start heading towards. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. You need that mindset of faith, being fully persuaded. So start confessing. Here's some declarations. I fully agree with everything God has said about me in his word. I fully agree with it. I fully agree with God's word that I am healed. I fully agree with God's word that I am prosperous. I fully agree with God's word that I am redeemed. When you come completely confident that you believe what God said and you can be fully persuaded, you don't have to see natural circumstances because you believed it before you saw the natural circumstances. Those will line up with your faith. You expect promises to come to pass in your life. We can walk in that mindset of faith, that same fully persuaded that Abraham did, and get the promises just like he did. David did the same thing with Goliath. David, You ever talk to yourself? I talk to myself. And <laughs> Some of you are like, oh, that's pretty evident. <laughs> but you know, David, had, he went and said, hey, I'll, I'll take this, I'll take this uh, giant down. And Saul said, You don't understand, this guy's been fighting since he, you know, all his days. You're just a kid. David said, Look, I got the lion, I got the bear. This guy will be the same. He had to talk to himself, but he had a word from God. He was fully persuaded. He put on somebody else's armor, Saul's armor. He said, This doesn't work. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to take care of business. I'm going to do this thing. He's fully persuaded. Persuaded, He declared it to the giant. Today, this is what's going to happen. And he defeated Goliath. Here's our last one for this morning. A faith mindset takes it. Joshua eighteen three. Joshua asked him, how long are you going to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you? The Message Bible says this. How long are you going to sit around on your hands putting off, taking possession of the land that God has given you. How long have you been waiting for a promise to come in your life? Is it time? Now, I get the timing of God. Maybe God has said, you know, I don't want you to do this. I want you to be still and know that I'm God. I'm not trying to override anything God has told you. But many, many times we are waiting when we're waiting on God and God is literally waiting on you. You have every promise and he's telling you to go get it. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. The New Living says it this way: All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. The promises already belong to you. You are heirs to the kingdom. The promise then already belonged to the Israelites. All they had to do was go take it they had to walk out there but but they're giants in the land and we are like grasshoppers in their sight and ours they had all these reasons but a faith mindset says god if you tell me to take it i'm going to take it the faith mindset is like david that says you are going down goliath you cannot stand you don't have covenant i have covenant they delay they put off what's taking what's rightfully theirs Again, I'm not trying to override God's timing. So, you know, if He's given you something and and there's a timing involved and you know you're not to, whatever. I'm not trying to tell you to go away from that. I'm never going to tell you to go away from what God says. But procrastination is way different than waiting on timing. Procrastinators unite tomorrow. Some of you are like, wait a minute. We always put things off if we're procrastinators. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll, I'll do that the next time. But a faith mindset doesn't waste time. A faith mindset takes it. If God said, go get it, you go get it. There's times in my life where the Lord said, I need you to do it, and I need you to do it now. There's times he's told me, Brett, you need to hurry. There's times he said, you need to lay claim on this, and you need to do it now. Second Peter 1, 3 and 4 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for Life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises. Everything we need. He has given us everything we need. The New Living Translation says it pretty much the same thing. But it says they enable us to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Whatever you need already belongs to you. How long are you going to wait to possess it? If God has already given you promises, how long are you going to wait to do it? You've heard me told the story. Uh, You know, Jesse Duplantis and his daughter, she got a house. Her and her husband got a house, and he said something. He said, you know, uh, she had wood floors or needed carpet or something like that. We're getting the carpet. Daddy, we're saving for it. And he said, your mom and I would like to buy that for you for a housewarming gift. She goes, no, Daddy, it's not necessary. No, thanks. And he said, okay. And he got in his car, and he drove home. The next time he was there, he said, when are you going to put some drapes up? Man, these are nice windows, but they need, and she goes, dad, the drapes are so expensive, we're saving for it, it's going to be great. It's going to be great when we get them. He said, well, your mom and I'd like to buy those drapes as a homewarming, housewarming gift for you. And she said, no, daddy, please don't do that. No, no, we're fine. He said, okay, and he went home. Well, they went and got a car because they needed a car because the other one broke down. And he said, wow, that's a beautiful car. And she said, yeah, we love it. He said, well, how much is that payment? She told him what the payment was. He said, well, your mom and I would like to pay that car off just as a housewarming gift, just for us to give you something. Now, she had went back and thought about the carpet and thought about the drapes and realized maybe she's handling this wrong. She said, Daddy, let the Lord lead you. <laughs> so he paid off the car, and then she said, are the drapes and the carpet still on the table, Daddy? Daddy. What am I telling you? I'm telling you God has provided for all, but when are we going to start saying, you know what, God, I believe you? Because our mindset has been raised in a way that doesn't say that. So you gotta erase some stuff. You gotta say, okay, God, just help me to start over. You claim stuff by faith. You claim what's yours. That's how you possess it. You claim it. You know, if you need finances to pay some bills, what are they? So then you say what they are. I claim this money I need as a child of God according to his promises. I got to pay this bill. You know, Kim and I have done that. And we've had sometimes, we got a kickback from insurance one time when we lived on Savannah Drive, was the exact amount of a bill that we had to pay. Was the exact amount. That's kind of like, all right, that's too coincidental. We believed, we prayed, and we received it then, just like I'm teaching you. Because it's his promises. You need to tell the enemy, take your hands off the money that's supposed to come to me. You know, he wants to stop finances from coming to you. He wants to stop you from being prosperous. Tell him to get his grubby little hands off yours. You can't have that. That's not yours. And just for the record, it's not yours either. It's God's. But he's given you stewardship over it. We start calling, ministering spirits. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Go and cause those things to happen. We put angels on assignment. Protect the house. Protect their kids. Traveling mercies. Come on, somebody. We are either believers or we're not. And we believe that God dispatches that. He hears that. They're on the job. You see, when we have a God concept, it changes everything. Everything. A faith mindset commands and rightfully belongs to the things that are supposed to come to you. We just have to believe to receive them. We have to start looking for them. Could you imagine, Jesus, Peter? I need you to go, fish, first fish you catch, gold coin in the mouth. Do you think Peter looked at him and goes, "You're joshing me. But Jesus is not joshing him. What would Peter do if he went and he never looked in the first fish's mouth? This is stupid. You ever tell your kids to do something, and they tell you that? This is stupid. Or the famous two words, I know. The older they get, they find out I'm not as, you know, I found out my dad was a lot smarter when I got older. You know what I'm saying? Because they, you know, they they're trying to help you. I want what rightfully belongs to me. If there's provision and God's provided for it, then I, I want to give him the glory for it. I want to receive it gladly. I want to take my milk money. I'm tired of letting the bully steal it. That's exactly what the centurion did in Matthew 8, 8 and 10. He said, the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy. He's telling him, this, he's making a draw on Jesus. He's making, I need this, Jesus. And he tells him, basically, you don't have to come to my house. I understand how authority works. I say to this one, go and do it. Because he's under me, he goes and does it. I say to this one, he does that. Jesus heard it and he was amazed. He said, turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. This is what this man is saying. He said, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. This is what the centurion is telling Jesus. And we need to listen to what he's saying. In other words, he was saying, your word, listen to what I'm saying. Your word is evidence of what I need. Your word is the evidence I need. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. God, you just say the word, and that's the evidence because you spoke it. Come on, it is written. God, if you said it, it's done. If you told me, it's done. The word said it, that settles it. The greatest faith is faith in God's word and its authority alone. Not demanding any physical, I don't have to see it to believe it. I just have to have God say it's there. That's all I need. A faith mindset is not afraid to put pressure on the word. Making a demand on the covenant and expecting what is already yours. That's how you get it. You know, if you go to a lockbox in a bank, you've got to have a key, you've got to have your ID to make sure that you're you. If you go to withdrawal from your bank, you have to have identification to make sure that's you. So that you have rights to take out what you've put in. You have to make a faith demand. God will always supply as long as there is a demand. Can you imagine how many stuff that we've just laid dormant that God said, I already made room for that. I, I supplied that. But you won't take it. So we need to take it when we pray. What are you saying? I said, take it when you pray. You believe in God for it? Then you can live in it. You can drive it. You can cash it. You can spend it. You can give it. You can bless with it. What demand are you making for what god has promised you when we get aggressive take hold of the word of god refuse to take no for an answer and we are fully persuaded you're going to see a great big difference in your faith mindset when you take it and develop that mindset and say okay god if you said it that's it if that's what you want i mean you wouldn't even hesitate it was for your children let me get that i got that for you you will reap a harvest if you don't let go of your mindset You can live and walk in everything that God has promised you if we just get our mindset right. And again, thanks for coming to my session. Because it's been tough sometimes. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Pastor puts his pants just like you do, one leg at a time. You got to walk through things and figure it out. Sometimes you get it all right, and then the next time you go, What did I? I must have missed something. What did I forget? Sometimes I got to go back, and the Lord will just say, "What, What? You didn't do this. Where you need to do that. And it's not, I'm not talking about a formula. I'm talking about what God says. I want that mindset. I'm coming fully persuaded Wednesday. I'm fully persuaded right now. But that Wednesday, when it hits here, or whenever, it's already done. It is God's will that we be well, we be healthy. I believe Christians should be the most blessed people on the planet. They should be the people that people are like, oh, my word. And we could say, it's not my word, it's his. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? You that are online, if you're saying, you know what, Brett, I don't have that faith mindset. I'd like that as well. Then I need you just to to say this. Let's let's just take a second and say, God, I need work. And again, I'd have my hand up. That's you just saying, yep, I've got to get my mindset more geared towards God. I'm looking more at the natural things, my five senses. Well, I still have pain? I'm not talking about what you're feeling. I'm talking about what His Word says. Believe, receive, do not doubt. Confess and walk it out. Take it aggressively, fully persuaded. Father, in the name of Jesus, for these wonderful people that need a mindset of faith, God, help them right now. Receive what you've got them, uh, what you've already made for them, you've already provided for them. Let them receive it, walking differently by following these steps with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, if there's somebody here that says, PB, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, or I want to recommit my life to Him, then I just want you to put your hand up if you're in the auditorium, and those that are online, just raise your hand right where you're at, and God's going to meet you right where you are. Everybody say, dear Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe you. I confess you. I will not doubt in Jesus' name. Thanks for saving me. Amen and amen. Give God a big prayer.